there is something that the society is desperately missing, and that is being connected to the earth. That's having our feet walking on the on the bare earth. That's when we have a, a argument with our partner, going off into the rocks and just laying on the earth and giving back our anger and our frustration into and receiving earth's negative ions, giving that frustration and just having being held by the mother, the feminine energy and saying, take it, take my pain, take my frustration, take my anger. And having that time to just connect to the earth because the earth is healing, right? <laughs> the sounds of nature are healing. That is, that is literally therapy <laughs> and, and we've lost it. Even for those who don't live in the big cities, who live in a suburb, there's still not the connection that we once had to nature. This planet needs men to be not pebbles. This planet needs men to be fucking boulders for our women, for our children, and to not be afraid to speak out or say something of being judged or being perceived in a certain way or being dismissed by their family members. None of that matters. We're here to be unshakable in our truth and who we truly are and truly authentic. Welcome to Masculine Mastery, a show dedicated to helping men open their hearts, rise into their greatness, and liberate their most alive, awakened, and authentic selves. My name is Christopher August, and I invite you to join me each week alongside some of today's most respected thought leaders, where we'll be diving deep into a wide range of topics to support the evolution of masculinity and the consciousness of this planet. Here we are. We're back for another episode of the Masculine Mastery Podcast. Today, I got my brother Andrew jumping in with me. Andrew is a dimensional breathwork facilitator, sacred space holder, plant medicine guide, visionary, amongst many other things. And today's conversation was super deep. His story about his interaction his immersion within nature, his vision quest that he went on, seven days water fasting amidst the beautiful forests of the Northwest and really connected him deeper to his truth and his purpose. And, you know, this idea of vision quest of rites of passage, you know, something I spoke about on an earlier podcast with Darren Silver. If you haven't checked that out, definitely go listen to that episode as well. And the importance of men reimmersing themselves within nature. Nature is incredibly therapeutic and it brings us closer to not only the world around us, but to ourselves and really most importantly to our own masculinity. And Andrew, his story, everything he shares today is so inspiring based on his experience. And so I'm really, really stoked to dive into this with you guys. Now, before we get into the episode itself, I just want to say if you need somewhere to start, right? Like you're on this journey of healing, of awakening, of personal growth, and you're looking for a place to really begin your journey or even take your journey deeper, 
one of the best tools and modalities is breath work. Breathwork has been something that I've been practicing and teaching for several years now. I first discovered it back in 2013 when I was living in Tanzania, Africa, working with Kundalini Yoga and Breath of Fire. And, you know, it's been a game changer for me. And for those of you that don't know, I have a platform called Beats and Breath. And Beats and Breath is a full digital library of these sonic breathwork journeys. And sonic breathwork is a technology and practice that I've co-created with Johnny Buffalo. It is rhythmic breathing combined with cutting edge original musical compositions that just take you to the next level, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And if you want to check it out, you can head on over to beatsandbreath.com, download your free 15-minute journey. If you want to take it deeper, we have other albums and programs that you can purchase from us, but it's a such a good place to start. And from there, see where the journey takes you. So check it out, beatsandbreath.com. And of course, if you like this podcast, give us a rating. Go on over to Apple, to Spotify, rate it, follow it. Uh, review it, whatever it is, I would love for you guys to do that because it really helps me to spread these messages and get this out into more hands. So with that being said, I am ready to dive in. Hope you are too. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. Peace. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Masculine Mastery. Today, I have a brother of mine, Andrew, Andrew is a a special kind of man, somebody that I've been following for the past couple of years and really, really enjoy his authenticity and his presence and probably a couple of things that we'll touch on today around authenticity, but um, really just wanting to dive in deep today. And I feel like that could be uh, something of, of really presence that that really is wanting to come through on the on this episode and I feel this greatly from Andrew and also from myself based on what we were just talking about you know before the podcast and before we get into the conversation today I just want to you know ask you brother what has your journey been like as a man living in the modern world where have you been to where you are now what is that that transformational process look like for you Ooh. Yeah, that's a, that's a deep one. I spent the first thing that comes alive for me is just throughout my, throughout my twenties, I spent the world traveling, traveling the globe. Um, to, to date, I've been to 45 countries. I've been out of, out of the United States for about four years time. <clears throat> so I spent a lot of time living out of a tiny little red Nike bag that, that was literally, um, you know, just enough space for, for a couple pairs of shorts, a pair of pants, a couple t-shirts, some underwear, some socks, camera, that's it. And, um, it was a, I had a lot of incredible, beautiful moments throughout my twenties of traveling the world. And also when I would come back, home to the US, I would be in, I would have the most intense anxiety and just ripping, just deep desire to understand why when I looked around, there was just millions of people that were not living a life of of fulfillment and of passion and of purpose. And 
uh, it seemed to be at the time that I was the only person questioning why are why is everyone so miserable? Why are people on Xanax? Why are people on antidepressants? And so I continued to travel the world. Um, I didn't know at the time that I was that I was seeking for adventure, but I was really just seeking me. I was I was looking for myself. I was looking to find what I was put on this planet to do. And so I spent. I spent years living on friends' couches, years. I have, there was a couple of weeks where I literally slept in my car because I, I, I could not sign a year lease because the anxiety of being bound by something had, was like my, my soul would just scream when I would go into even having to be like tied down or bound by something. <clears throat> and I remember when my uncle looked at me, probably like 28, and and he's like, Andrew, you're a you're like an exotic bird. You can't be you can't be caged. You can't be held down. And in that moment, I by my uncle who is not conscious, I felt so seen. For once, I was like, yeah, hundred percent. I was like, I can't work a job like everyone in this on this planet is working with two weeks off a year. I was like, my soul can't do it. It feels like slavery to me. Yeah, I can't do it. And so, uh, yeah, becoming becoming a man throughout my 20s, uh, went through a lot of really cha- deep challenges, a lot of very dark times. You know, fast forwarding to when my life fell apart <laughs> uh, after losing my business in Nicaragua. I opened up a backpackers hostel in Central America and had two very toxic business partners. To fast forward, um, it went really well and then went south really, really quick. Um, one of my partners was uh, had an ego the size of this universe, and the other partner was a severe, severe alcoholic. And yeah, I, I had to leave my business with literally no money and and no direction of where I was going and what I was going to do. In that moment, that's when I left Nicaragua, traveled up through to Mexico, moved to New York City. My entire life fell apart. I found breathwork. <laughs> Uh, it brought me back to the universe and to my spirit and my soul and, and realizing, wow, what, what if every four and five-year-old learned how to breathe, the foundation of life? What would this planet be like if every little boy and girl was sitting in a classroom making soul-to-soul contact and just breathing with each other and saying, hey, what's coming up for you? What emotion do you feel right now? I feel joy. What do you feel? Uh, I feel irritation. Okay, let's just keep breathing into that. Like how that would change the planet. And as I started experimenting with my breath, I, I just knew I was here to share that with the planet, among many other things. But, um, oh, gosh, I, I, I've been unpeeling a lot in the year of 2022 just of uh, how beautiful of a man my my dad was. My dad my dad died in 2012 at age 54 of a, a massive heart attack, <clears throat> and he was my yeah. He I mean he was my everything. You know he was my best friend. He was the person who I admired the most. And in the last year, I've also really had to sit with you know how much pain and suffering I went through because of him. And um, you know, the hundreds and hundreds of hours I spent with him screaming in my face this much, you know, calling me, calling me an asshole and a piece of shit and, 
and stuff like that because he was such a beautiful man, but also so disconnected to his body and to his emotions and to being able to process the rage and the anger that he was constantly projecting onto me, to my brother and to my mom and onto others. So um, he shaped my life in such an incredible way. And I've had to unpeel so much and really learn from the ground up what it is to be a divine masculine on this planet, how to treat a woman, how to show up for your brothers and sisters, how to be of service. Um, I had zero manual, like, like many brothers out there. And so you know, I, I want to take time to really acknowledge and see uh, all the brothers that will watch this episode as, you know, it can be a confusing time to be a man as we evolve because many of us had no guidelines of what that even means. I didn't even know it was possible to have clear communication with, with a partner because all I saw was just name calling projection and just the most as toxic as it gets. And so I had to learn from, from the ground up really. (laughs) And uh, that's been a really intense, very painful and beautiful uh, journey. And I feel who October has been, October brought me into the wilderness for seven days on a seven-day fast uh, with just water and redox molecules. In the summertime, right around Lionsgate, I started receiving messages that I, that I was meant to go out into the wilderness. Didn't know what it looked like at the time. But as it started reaching the end of September, I was like, okay, guides, like, where am I going? How long am I going? What's this look like? Where am I being guided to? And, you know, they told me seven days and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's intense. That's all right. So I was like, I, I got this. I was like, I can handle anything. And so uh, as we, as it got to the end of September, I was like, man, I could be facing some pretty harsh weather here in the Pacific Northwest in October. And I check, I check the weather and, there's just a week in October, perfect weather, no rain. It's going to be cold. It's going to be really cold where I'm going, but there's no rain. And, uh, and in the, by the grace of God, I had, I had no, I only had one thing planned and I was able to move it to the week after. It, it was like God opened up this week for me to do this. So that's when I was, no, I was like, okay, there's no turning back. Perfect. And, perfect synchronicity there. <laughs> just unbelievable how things before before you get into that experience because i want to really really sit with the depth of this experience i just want to just pause here for a moment because you mentioned so many things there that i think are so important to touch on one of those things being that there is no blueprint or manual on how to be an integrated balanced you know, man within this society right now. And we are rewriting, we are writing everything, the script for all of this within ourselves by going through our own experiences. And that's what I believe this experience that you're about to share is all about, is about tapping into that and then being able to convey that to others. And, you know, you speaking about your father and so many men that may be tuning into this, um, that I know personally never really had that 
that role model that can really show them the ropes. And so therefore this, this journey that you've went on, that I've gone on, that many of other men have gone on requires a very deep sense of courage, of resilience, of bravery. The list goes on. It, it requires a lot from us to be able to step into this and go against the grain of society and against the status quo, because that's essentially what we're all doing here. You leaving and traveling and, and going around the world to find yourself. I, I, it's funny because your experience is very much, I can, I can see it as a mirror to my experience because I've done very many similar things. And these experiences that we go on and journey to these different places, you know, they teach us so much. And the lessons that you've learned along the way, I'm sure, are pretty vast. But really what we're all being called to do is step beyond the analytical mind against all of the bullshit programming and conditioning we've been fed along these years and to step into something new in more importantly into the uniqueness of our soul, our authentic soul expression. And I think that's a really good framework for what we're about to talk about here. And I just wanted to set that up so that we can really um, gain a lot of depth from this experience that you're about to share being in the wilderness by yourself. So if you want to carry on there or add anything else before you drop into that experience. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more, Christopher. We are, we are trailblazers. We are trailblazers. We are literally paving the path of what a beautiful woman, of what a beautiful man looks like, of what a beautiful dad, what a beautiful brother, a teacher it's it's almost like the first time, if you will, <laughs> because the the soul remembrance that's taking place is it is so rapid and it is so intense, and we're we're rewriting an entire new way of living and being and, and existing. Yes, it, it's it's really really profound, and with that comes patience. You know, if we're in union. It really takes patience to be able to see beyond our partner, for example,'s physical body and 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 go, gosh, I can actually see why they're really triggered in this moment. How can I soften and rather than just just storm away and and not talk about it? How can we like go into it? And of course, sometimes there needs to be space for sure. We need to give each other space. But I find in my own my own union that um, just having deep empathy and patience and resilience because hell yeah, it can be very triggering because we're bringing everything that is not in resonance with, with just love and kindness and empathy. And in the moment where we feel really fired up, hell yeah, it's really easy to act like my dad did and go, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's what I saw for, for 20 years of my life. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to say calmly, "Hey, this is how this made me feel, and I didn't feel like you could have talked to me like this or whatever way that looks like." But we truly are are writing just a new way of being and it takes so much patience and uh, everyone here that's doing the work, we're warriors. We are true warriors for 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 doing this work because it is not for the faint of heart. And I and I do not say that like Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen to that. And, and, and just to add on to that as well, what I what I also feel is this 
this ancient remembrance of the ways in which we used to operate within ourselves, perhaps in past lives and, and so forth. A lot of my past lives, there's a recall and a recognition of ancient native ways. And that comes through so strongly in all of my journeys, whether it's breath work or it's a sweat lodge or it's a psychedelic, whatever it is, that always comes to the forefront. So it's the remembrance of that and then integrating it into this modern day experience that we're having with technology and everything else we're experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And again, there is no blueprint for that. So we are literally rewriting that at all times. So Thank you for being one of those prime examples of that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, brother. And I appreciate you and I see you. <sighs> yeah. My, whew, my rites of passage journey was, was such an initiation, right? For, for thousands of years on this planet in Tibet with the Incas, with the Mayans, <laughs> the Hopis, the Lakota, they did rites of passage. It was a coming of age for a boy who is who was loved on by his mother and sitting on his mother's lap. After that rites of passage journey, he was not a boy anymore. He was not sitting on his mother's lap. He was a man. And so, right, for a woman, when she would get her first moon cycle, that was when she would go from being a girl to a woman. A boy would become a man when he would do his vision quest or rites of passage journey. And that doesn't exist on, in today's culture. There, so when does a boy become a man? That's the question. Does that actually happen? And this was really powerful for me, for me to hear, Christopher. I have, a, I have a beautiful galactic brother that is my deep soul brother that lives in uh, Queensland, Australia, who I talk to uh, regularly. And last year he did a rites of passage journey and he was like, Andrew, Matt, I gotta tell you something. (laughs) When I did my rites of passage journey, I was a 57 year old boy and I became a man. (laughs) From a 57 year old man to say that goes to show you that at 57 years old, he felt like he was still seeing through the eyes that he saw through at 10 years old. Because that coming of age is so profound. It's so powerful. Because there is something that the society is desperately missing. And that is being connected to the earth. That's having our feet walking on the, on the bare earth. That's when we have a argument with our partner going off into the rocks and just laying on the earth and giving back our anger and our frustration into receiving earth's negative ions giving that frustration and just having being held by the mother the feminine energy and saying take it take my pain take my frustration take my anger and having that time to just connect to the earth because the earth is healing, right? <laughs> the sounds of nature are healing. That is, that is literally therapy. <laughs> and, and we've lost it. Even for those who don't live in the big cities, who live in a suburb, there's still not the connection that we once had to nature. And so when you give yourself that time, when I, 
I would be lying to you if I said I didn't feel resistance and nervousness before going on my journey. I did. <laughs> when it was when it was like two days away, three days away, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be deep. Like I, I knew it. I felt it in every microfiber of my being. And so when uh, when my buddy Brent, when he picked me up and and we drove up into the mountains and we got to the spot, he was like, hey, brother, are you sure you don't want me to like check on you out there? Are you sure you don't want me to leave you some food? And I was like, brother, do not check on me. I don't need you to do anything for me. All I need you to do is be here at 11 a.m. exactly seven days from now. That's all I need from you. And I, and I could see the anxiety. He was like, shit. All right. I, I could see the resistance. He had so much resistance because he was like, you know, what's going to happen to him out there? Is he going to be all right? And I was like, brother, just leave me. Let me have my journey. This is what I meant to do. The way you can love me is being here a week from now at this time. And so when I set off into the journey, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where I was putting up camp. Uh, I didn't. I just knew that I was being guided and I knew that I was going to find the right place. So I went over to, I, I set off into the wilderness. I started doing my breathing immediately. <laughs> I started pumping prana and just feeling my body alive and just feeling into the anxious, nervous energy I had and just really being present. The holy shits were going through my mind going, okay, I'm really doing this. And um, I went to a couple different mountain peaks. And as I went to a couple places, I would just feel into it. And I would say, nah, went to another mountain peak. Nah, wasn't right. And went to a third, wasn't right. And I saw this path. And as soon as I saw this path, I said, this is my place. <laughs> I didn't even know what was above there, but I just somehow I just knew. Then I reached the top of it. Surely enough, it was, it was basically carved out by God to do a rites of passage journey. And so I, I set up my, my camp, it took me a couple, a couple hours. And when I got everything done, I just, I just sat there for 30 minutes, just looking out at the mountains, cascading for dozens and dozens of miles. Some of the most like ridiculous beauty, not in the U.S., but on this planet of what I was looking at. I mean, the Pacific Northwest and Washington in particular is just insanely gorgeous. And so, yeah, I just took a moment to really breathe it in and um, just get fully present. And that's when I set up my ceremony altar and uh, uh, I lit my incense and I just wrote out all my intentions of what, why I was there. And the main intention that came through me was just allowing myself to just feel all the bliss and all the darkness, no matter how in in immensely painful it was. It was, it was just, I just spoke to source creator and just said, God, show me whatever you need to show me for me to step into my highest self as a servant to God, to humanity and to my brothers and sisters and to be a trailblazer, to show other men what they can do and what's possible. And that's, again, Christopher, going back to what I mentioned earlier, right? We are so desperately missing that in, in our society, just being connected to nature, being connected to community. When we go somewhere, for example, with the brothers, right? We go on a, on a man's trip out 
out into the wilderness to just be with one another, eight of us. All, all of our partners and our wives are are there watching the children. And if if the women went somewhere, right, there's people in the community or us to watch their children. We we lived in harmony together. We worked with one another. We co-created and collaborated with one another. And and we are missing that just deep connection to each other and and to the earth, to the water, to nature, to the animals, to realizing that when a when a giant bald eagle lands on a branch right in front of us, that's not a coincidence. That is spirit communicating through us, to us, giving us a sign of something really potent and powerful. So our guides are also communicating to us through the animals as well when we do something like this. Um, when I woke up on day two, I, I just couldn't believe that I was, I, when I peeked my head out of the tent, I couldn't believe it, the view. I couldn't believe that I was there. The first night, didn't think it was going to rain. It rained on me. There was water in my tent. Uh, every night, it was 29 to 33 degrees. Uh, it was cold up there. And so I, when I woke up that morning and there was water in my tent, I was like, shit, am I crazy? Did I make a mistake? Am I really supposed to be up here? Am I going to survive? <laughs> and, and then I was like, okay, let me just feel into this subtle panic, <laughs> this anxiety. So I just laid on the ground and I just breathed and I just said, I'm safe. I'm guided. I'm protected. I'm safe in my body. I'm home in my body. And I got this. Um, as the days progressed, I every step that I took around my tent and or on that little peak I was on was was sacred. Every breath I took, every step I took was like I was it was it was like a prayer. And every morning I spent about a half an hour sun gazing, just breathing in the the codes of the central sun into my body i was just opening up my vessel to just re- receive all the the soul remembrance i spent hours every day just laying on the ground in silence and then i would go lay in my hammock and i would just drape the hammock over me and just breathe I just had so much time to reflect on my life and everything I'd experienced, all the conversations I had in coffee shops in Sri Lanka and Malaysia, in the Philippines, in Ecuador, in Hungary and Czech Republic, all the, all the travelers I met from all over the world, from South Africa, from Sweden, from Norway, from Peru, from Spain. I mean, it was just such a, it, it was, when you have these experiences, it's hard to even find the words because when I was on day four and day five, I was like, how do I even describe this to someone? Like, how, how do I even convey what I went through? On day three was when the magic really started to happen. <laughs> I woke up at 10 a.m. Or sorry, I woke up at 8 a.m. I did my breath work. I got to the altar an hour or two later. I set my intentions for the day. 
I prayed that I would receive animal medicine and signs from my guides. As I was praying, I opened my eyes and there's a deer and it's two babies right in front of me. And I said, thank you. Thank you, universe. Not long after that, an hour later, this beautiful brown or red fox with this giant black bushy tail appears. And not only does it appear 300 yards away from me, but it runs towards me and lays down right below the mountain that I'm on. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Hours after that, crows flying right above my tent for about 10 minutes. I mean, right above me. 20 minutes after that, a hawk right above me. We get to sunset. The coyotes are going off and howling all around me. And then to cap it off, as it's getting dark, the elk start doing their sounds. It's If you've ever heard an elk sound, it's super unique and very loud. It can be heard for miles. So the animal magic and the animal medicine that I was receiving on day three was like, it, it, I was like, I, I couldn't believe it because it was just, it was the entire day. The funny thing was it was only on day three all the animal magic was just in one day. So basically my day looked like tapping into my body, breath work, sacred ceremony, deep prayer with every single step I took, breathing in the cosmic intelligence of these Lemurian codes that Washington holds, breathing in the consciousness of the lakes and the water that I was looking at, Every sunset, taking in breaths and opening up my channel to breathe in the codes of the central sun. Meanwhile, now I wasn't eating any food. I just had water and I was drinking a bottle of ASEA, which is redox signaling molecules, uh, every day. So it's what's really funny is when I woke up on day four, that's when I really was like, I felt like I had an anchor in my chest because I was purging out so much density because of fasting, because of the place I was in, connecting to the earth and the redox molecules were just igniting every cell in my body, just purging out anything that was toxic, genetically modified, carb exhaust, plain exhaust, anything, <laughs> uh, you know, repairing my gut, hormones. So day four and day three, Again, I, I, was, I was on fire. <laughs> I was purging an immense amount of density. And uh, when I woke up on day four and I really couldn't breathe that well, I was like, okay, this breath work's going to be intense. So I moved through a lot that day. That was, like a, that was like a three and a half hour session of breath and then movement of yoga with my body and just moving out all the tension in my knees, hips, back, joints, and just so much tension. Day five, holy shit, that was the soul reclamation. In that, in that breath journey, again, I woke up and I could barely breathe. I had so much tension in my chest. Again, I was just purging out so much density. About an hour into that journey, this lion roar came through me that was almost as if it was like a reclamation for the entire masculine of the planet. 
I just sat there and I was breathing and I was moving like a warrior. And I just went, whoa! And freaking that sound probably carried through 30 miles away. I bet you someone was hiking and they were like, holy, what was that? And then it came through me again. And then afterwards, and I just breathed and I just felt this profound peace and just soul remembrance. It was an unbecoming of what I wasn't and a becoming of what I truly was. And when I got to day six, I couldn't believe that I was there. I couldn't believe that I had made it that far. And when I got to day six, I that's when they told me, you're going to share this medicine with other men. You're going to bring other men to do this, to do this work and, and to be with himself and to return back to nature and to transform 45-year-old boys into men. And that's what this planet needs. This planet needs men to be not pebbles. This planet needs men to be fucking boulders for our women, for our children, and to not be afraid to speak out or say something of being judged or being perceived in a certain way or being dismissed by their family members. None of that matters. We're here to be unshakable in our truth and who we truly are and truly authentic in who we say we are behind a camera. And that's what this Rites of Passage journey was for me. Day seven, I just had so many feelings of, I had to, I had so much excitement running through me. Meanwhile, I was breathing and freaking dying and shedding. And, um, but the experience was not as painful as I thought it was going to be. It was so blissful and so beautiful and just connection. It was just, there's so much connection to just all that was God, the universe, myself, spirit, the animals, the sounds, listening to the sounds of the birds all day long, no phone, no one to validate me. Oh, hey, Andrew, your messages are so great. Your videos are so awesome. None of that. It was just me and my breath and the land. And that was it. And, and it changed my life. It really has such a profound impact on my life. Day seven, I, I was like, well, I'm bec- I've become someone I am so goddamn proud of. My dad would be so goddamn proud of me. And I just knew that this is a medicine that men need to experience. Men need to return to nature. They need to remember who they are. They need to have that coming of age. A man could say, a 45-year-old man could say, oh, what are you talking about? I'm not a boy. I'm a man. Yeah, until you do a rites of passage journey. <laughs> then you'll know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's, it's, it, it activates something within you that is so ancient. It's so primal. It's, it, it, it's, it's encoded in our DNA. When we do something like this, we're like, oh, wow. This, this, I did this thousands of years ago when I was living in a tribal village in South Africa. It, it activates something within you that can't be described in words. And so I'm just blessed and grateful to blaze the trail to, to show other men 
that this medicine is profound and to answer the call. And I'm really looking forward to doing that beginning this year and many years to come. Mm. Mm. Just taking a few deep breaths to that, man. Beautiful share. And yeah, there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. And everything that you shared was extremely profound and I could feel it in every cell of my body as you're sharing your experience as if I had that experience and I've had my own share of experiences, you know, with very similar things and the connection with nature and doing dark room experiences and all of these things. And I can confidently say that everything that you mentioned there is spot on in the sense that yes, every single man on this planet, it's, it should be almost a necessity, a duty to be able to do these things. There, there, there should be a mandate, you know, yeah. not to fucking poison yourself with all the things that we do. There should be a fucking mandate to get out into nature and actually know oneself on the yeah. deepest of levels. That should be the mandate. And you know what? That's something that, um, you know, I too have felt such a deep calling to, to sharing this medicine and collaborating with other men to bring this through that have had similar experiences because you know what, like in, if we're going to rise not only into our own personal greatness, but into the greatness of humanity, this, we need to do this. And the time is now we can't, we can't fucking wait any longer for any of this to happen. We need to start doing this like ASAP and, and men who are listening to this, like there is, there's one thing you can do at least starting now is just to go and reconnect, put your feet in the ground and just go connect with the earth. You know, even if it's for a day, but ideally starting to question and begin to inquire about these types of journeys, because, you know, I actually had a similar conversation, but I love hearing these different experiences that people have. And I think it was maybe the third or fourth episode with Darren Silver. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a, a rites of passage guide for men. And he's just an incredible man. Uh, he does work all over the Western United States. But yeah, again, I can't stress enough of how important this is. So thank you, brother, for for answering the call and for sharing this experience. And, you know, I guess what I want to lead into now would be, you know, based on your experience, you know, what were some of the highlights and the key themes that were integrated as a result of having gone through this? One of the biggest things that came through me as the weeks continued to unfold was just that, that I was just more, I was, I had a stronger foundation. My foundation was so much stronger to advocate for myself, to be more authentic, to show up for my partner, the, the wounded child parts of me from observing one of the most intense marriages out there my entire life. So many of those got just repaired and unified and rectified and healed and it was, a, it was, again, just the word reclamation, like taking back, like bringing back my original DNA blueprint was just activated. And 
again, right at the beginning of the conversation, I said, we are warriors. I've been a warrior in many lifetimes, uh, fighting for freedom and for my people. I've led crusades. I've spoken in front of thousands of people in, in giant cities and towns. Like that knowing of, of what I am within my DNA blueprint got activated on that trip. It, it, was, it was palpable and tangible beyond words that I can really describe. And for men listening to this, you don't have to go out into the wilderness like I did for seven days. Like it can be literally three days. It can be a four day. Um, I plan on taking men out into the wilderness for four days because that's what I tuned in to feel. That's what I felt to be a good chunk of time. But even on a weekend, to go out into the wilderness and park it for 48 hours with just, just yourself, no food, and just sit next to a river and just be with the earth, even that is it's just a total reset and transformative Right. It doesn't have to be for five days. It doesn't have to be for seven days. But answering the call to return to nature and just step away from all things technology, the laptop, your phone, your family, your wife, your children. Um, it, the number one takeaway for me was just the how much more sturdy in my warrior and my manhood that I was after that journey. And I continue to integrate months and months after that journey. Um, it, it was just such a profound catalyst of me leaning into the resistance and just allowing myself, right? And we're, when we're talking about this, it's not just masculinity. There was also a lot of feminine energy that goes into feeling, into a, giving yourself permission to just sit up there and weep or yell or whatever wants to move through you, but it's coming back into your home which is your body and just allowing yourself to, to process it all and actually deciding I want to be better. I want to be better for my wife. I want to be better for my partner. And I want to come home. And when my little girl looks at me in the eyes or my, my young son looks at me in the eyes, he's like, damn, dad's different. He's, he's lighter. He's, he's changed. There doesn't even need to be a word exchange. They feel you. These little children, they feel you. <laughs> they, they know you've changed without having to validate or acknowledge you. Right? Like, there's nothing greater that we could give our children than transforming and transcending old earth bullshit programming. That's the greatest gift we could give to this planet and, and, and the younger generation who are going to light this planet up and and lead the and hold the torch in a way that we can't even imagine. Agreed. They're going to blow our minds. And we allow them to blow our minds and lead the way by us we're we're here to do the dirty work. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to do the work. We're the one that's transcending all that old programming through this physical avatar, through this body. And so I just invite men to to answer the call in in a big way and show up and know that it's not selfish. It's actually selfless to answer the call in this way and show up for yourself, for the planet, planet and for your brothers and sisters to do a journey like this. Or like Christopher, five days in the darkness to just 
to just sit and welcome the shadow in. Welcome your darkness to literally sit in front of you and have a conversation and get to know it and get to understand it and then integrate that, which allows you to access more light and more love and more in deeper embodiment. And that was some of the main things that came through for me on this journey. It was just so life altering. It was so profound and I'm <laughs> still have gratitude for it every day and what it's, and what it's given to me. Mm. Well, you know, I can, I can just tell, you know, just from a feeling sense and intuitive sense that, you know, what you went through was a grand shift for you. And, and obviously just briefly knowing you beforehand, but just sensing in and attuning to your, your energy, there's, you know, something again, as you expressed before, it's, it's almost wordless. And, and really these things that we call direct experiences are almost supposed to be wordless. They're a felt sense that, you know, is transmitted then through your actions and through your beingness. And, and really so much of our humanness wants to express and write about it and speak about it, which is beautiful. And I love having these stories shared, but really it's the essence that you're bringing to the world through this experience that matters the most. Right. And, and that's what we're all here for is to go on these journeys, to have these direct experiences and then be able to integrate that into our beingness in every day and how we show up in our relationships and our families and our work and so forth. So yeah, thank you for being that example and for shining your light brother into this, this realm of, of consciousness and, Oh man. Yeah. It, it, it's a game changer. So anybody really tuning into this right now, you know, really wanting to up level themselves again, the invitation is there and nature is all around us. It doesn't, you don't have to go far to seek it out. You can, you know, go a pretty short distance to just get into the earth a little bit. And, and, you know, a lot of, I know your journey and my journey, you know, using tools like breath work, meditation, yoga, psychedelics, all these sort of things, beautiful tools and modalities, um, to find the deeper layers of ourselves. But at the end of the day, if you just want to keep it simple, nature is there, you know, and it is true therapy for the body, the mind and the spirit. Yeah. There's many different layers to the healing journey, you know, mm, yes, <laughs> cannabis, psilocybin, you know, ayahuasca, these medicines are a gift. They're incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I hold sacred space for medicine. I'm deeply passionate uh, about these medicines that come from the earth. And there's also another layer when we do different variations of healing that allow us to integrate different aspects of our true infinite self of our true multidimensionality. So that's why I feel reaching into different arenas of healing and seeing what is there for us when maybe it's something we don't know much about. If as long as it's in integrity and truly aligned, it's always, I always can, couldn't recommend enough to go into different arenas of, of healing and deep work. And again, we, we just lost that connection to nature and I don't just recommend this for men. Women are doing their own rites of passage journey in a different capacity. As a, as a professional in health and healing, medicine, the body, 
I always just recommend women to use more discernment before going out and do an extended fast because of the way women's bodies are wired. It's just a little bit different. And fasting isn't for every woman. It doesn't work for every woman. Some women it does. Uh, a lot of women it does not. But fasting works for every man. And it is incredible for every man because we are Agreed. wired that way. So, right, to just to, to sit with that deep need to want to eat and just continue to just, all right, I'm acknowledging this deep hunger and I'm okay. I'm just going to sit with it and just allow yourself to just continue to die cellularly over and over again. Trillions and trillions of cells just dying and dying and becoming this new person. You're just, you're, you're, you're brand new. You're, you feel lighter. You're more embodied. You're more connected. You're deeply in tune with the universe. You're more intuitive. You, the 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 changes that happen that happen like you said Christopher like they're just uh, there's just no words to capture it I, I try to capture it and all the interviews I've done about it I try to capture it in the best way I can but truly just can't it's uh, it's just so profound when you go out into nature and answer the call and feel into that anxiety of shit what's gonna happen to me out there you don't know and that's where why the healing is so profound. <laughs> Yes, the healing is in the uncertainty, right? Because what can truly be known in this life? Nothing, really. And it's our mind that craves that certainty. But at the end of the day, everything is unknown. And the more we can lean into it and accept the uncertainty, the unknown of this mystery of life, the more we surrender and let in the healing power of that light to come through us. And there is something so profound in that. And really, I think as men, it's very difficult because we've been so indoctrinated within the analytical and logical mind, the left brain, which wants to cling to everything. But when we can open up, especially within the sense of nature, which is very feminine, and we allow, we trust we surrender to that, that's when everything unfolds and we can really step into our true power and strength. Yeah. I oh, hope, brother. I mean, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. That's what the golden age re represents for me. Mm. A return back to nature. A return back to nature because we are nature. And, mm. and, and living in a city amongst tall buildings and lots of noise, it, it is a complete sever of the cord you know and that's why we're seeing millions of people all over the world getting small plots of land or huge plots of land and and growing their own food right <laughs> where everything that this new era involves is us returning back to nature and becoming sovereign and not having to rely on anything that has to do with the old systems that obviously as we know never worked <laughs> We're, we're building those systems from the ground up. We are trailblazing everything, everything from the ground up. We are building once again. Like we are literally building and creating the new earth from the ground up. It's, it's pretty epic, man. The change that we're going to witness over the next couple decades is going to be, it's just going to be mind blowing. It's going to be such a profound journey. The stories that we're going to fucking tell, man. Oh my God. Yeah, I can feel the depth of that so much every day when I wake up and just like, okay, step by step, breath by breath, continuing to pave this path, continuing to go through my own shit, continuing to clear and break generational cycles of all the bullshit and just finally 
begin to rebuild this thing. And, and I feel so grateful, so humbled, so honored to be alive right now at this time. And I know you do too. And so um, with that being said, you know, I know there's things that are still brewing within you that obviously are coming, but is there anything else that you want to share to kind of close things out here? Um, where can people find you and, uh, and so forth? Mm. Yeah. The initial, the initial thought of doing something like this might be a lot. It might be pretty jarring, <laughs> but I, but I promise you what lies on the other side of going out into nature and, and the initial, Oh my God, how do I survive without days and days of food alone and sitting with it all? Like the inner freedom and soul liberation and reclama reclamation of your, of your true divine masculine after this it will be so beautiful and so liberating and so just epic beyond what I can describe in anything that's coming out of my mouth. Um, I really, really do believe with every part of me that every man should, should do one of these because again, it's just activating something so ancient and primal and something that we've been doing for thousands of years, that coming of age that we lost when a boy becomes a real man and so uh, I invite you to do some some research um, of people who do this I'm planning to hold one in September so you can subscribe to andrewgenevesehealing.com um, if you want to go out with me to hold space for you to experience a really profound experience all the details will be going out to my subscribers um, if you felt a draw to uh, ASEA redox molecules. It's truly one of my missions to share this with the world. It's literally taking a man in hospice who's being told by a doctor, obviously that he's dying within six weeks to literally hiking in the forest with his, their grandchildren four months later, someone who's literally on their deathbed. It's the most profound breakthrough in health science um, that we're going to see in our lifetime because it's literally the foundation of life. It's literally what allows cells to communicate. Without redox molecules, you and I don't even have this conversation. And scientists figured out how to get it in a bottle form. And it's Big Pharma's worst nightmare. And it's, and it's going global. You're going to see it everywhere because of, what it, because of what it's doing to people and what it can do. So I'm really passionate about sharing this with the world and just allowing people's uncles, sisters, brothers, grandmas, grand, grandpas, to, to be more vibrant and healthy than they ever could have imagined at age 30, 40, 70, 90, whatever. Um, and last but not least, yeah, I have some really, really exciting courses coming out this year. I have Emotion Codes that begins February 15th. That's just going to be all about just connecting to the body, moving through uh, emotions, the breath. And really just celebrating life <laughs> and dancing, moving, crying, yelling. Um, it's really an, a, an epic course. So I look forward to having everyone on that and sharing my wisdom and my magic with everyone. And yeah, last but not least, um, yeah, again, you can find all that on andrewgenevesehealing.com, uh, Breathe, Heal, Evolve on Instagram. No, I do not do psychic readings. And, and, um, 
we're going to experience a lot of change this year, you guys. This is going to be a really epic year, a really, really foundational year that's going to lay the foundation for the, the years to come. So be brave, be bold, be courageous, and do, do the deep work that you're here to do. Sure, you might work a job. Your real work is to become conscious and to activate your true soul's DNA blueprint. And that's it. Love it, brother. Love it. Thank you so much for all of the wisdom and, and everything that you shared today. I really appreciated this conversation and, and really look forward to everybody listening to this. There's so much Im- important key points in this in this conversation we had today. And, and for anybody listening, go on, follow Andrew. And uh, yeah, brother, look forward to seeing all the beauty unfold ahead. Epic. Appreciate you, Christopher. Thanks for having me on, my man.